Hi, I'm Frances Wentworth, and this is the How to Be Enough podcast. I was really struggling last week. I mean, really struggling. I canceled a Christmas party. I had this party planned for the 12th that included my parents, my brother, his wife, my husband, our children, and our grandchildren. Because seeing my family, having all of those people in one place is what I really love about Christmas. And to cancel it only a few days before the party was devastating to me, but it had to be done. I had this growing fear of my party resulting in someone that I care about contracting COVID and either dying from it or becoming seriously damaged by it. And that's something that I just could not live with. No matter how much I love those people and want to see them, I couldn't live with myself if my actions resulted in their health problems. The deep depression that followed stayed with me for several days, like bogging down every plan I'd made, every goal I'd set for that week. On Friday, I was tested for COVID, only a day before the party was supposed to happen. And at that moment, I was really, really glad that I'd already canceled the party. As I sit here recording this, I'm still waiting for my results, but I feel a lot better. On Sunday, my brother and my sister-in-law visited to deliver gifts from not only themselves, but my parents as well. My brother and his wife are regularly exposed to people who may be infected because of their jobs, and it was their choice to visit us and deliver these gifts. I am ever so grateful that they came to see us, because while they were only here for a little while and kept a safe distance, I simply can't tell you how much I needed to see them and hear their voices. I felt like the anxiety and the depression that had been ruling my life all week, that feeling of being a victim of circumstance and the grief of not having my family all together was just washed away by a single visit. On Sunday night, after my brother left and my husband was fast asleep, I was reminded ever so gently by the universe that I have a choice in how I respond to my circumstances. I opened my planner and began planning the week ahead with a light and happy heart from the visit with my brother. In my planner was a quote for Monday by Oscar Wilde, whose work I've always loved. It reads, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. In that week of emotional turmoil, where I was canceling a Christmas party and being tested for COVID, I was just existing. That's all. And when I came to that conclusion, I had to ask myself, what does it mean to really live? What does it mean to live my life to the fullest? What does that look like? And most importantly, why am I not doing that? You see, when I don't consistently manage my mental health, I unconsciously sabotage my dreams and my goals. I have been living with depression on and off for almost 30 years. It's something that is a part of my life, and I can't ignore that. I have this list of just a few simple steps that when I do them every day, my mental health is dramatically better. Here are the six things that I do to help myself stay on top of my mental health. First and foremost, I begin my day with a moment of silence. I know that sounds cheesy, but I really just take a couple of minutes to clear my head. 
I don't want to bring any drama or emotional hangovers from the day before or the week before or bad dreams into my new day. So I spend a minute sometimes just sitting in bed before I even get up to clear my head and start fresh. The second thing that I do is I make sure that at least once every day, I have a really healthy meal. One healthy meal and water to go with it. Now, I'm not a superstar in the kitchen, and I'm also kind of a realist. There's no way that every single meal I have every day is going to be healthy. So really, the goal is to have one healthy meal a day. That means that if I have a really great lunch, I don't need to beat myself up about the fact that I had Taco Bell for dinner. It's not the end of the world. I got my healthy meal in, and that's enough. The third thing that I have to do is that I have to move my body in some way. A lot of times I do yoga, even if it's only for two or three minutes, or I take the dog for a walk. Any kind of movement, any kind of exercise that sort of gets my blood flowing for a few minutes helps me out so much. Number four is that I go outside. Five minutes outside can change my day entirely. We'll get more into why going outside is such a big thing for me, but it is. The fifth step is that I have to have a real conversation with a real person in real time. This means a phone call, a video chat, or a face-to-face -face conversation with someone because texting is just not the same. The sixth and final thing that I do to keep my mental health in check is that I review the most important thing that I need to do that day. And I affirm why it's important to me. I need to work on this task because this makes a difference in my life. That's it. I remind myself why it's important. Once I do that, taking action on that one goal is a lot easier for me. I am the kind of person who feels divinely connected to nature. From gardening to the first snow, walking in the woods, or kayaking down a river, my connection with nature is as much a part of me as my own skin. Any moment that I spend in observation of the natural world is a joyful and often spiritual moment for me. Even in the depths of winter, when I'm tired of the cold and dreary days, when I'm sick of seeing snow on the ground, I still find joy in watching that snow fall. When I allow the things that don't bring me joy to take up space in my mind and my day, like worrying, having anxiety, or dreading the past or the future, any of those feelings, I find that minutes and hours tick by unnoticed. And I find that days, weeks, and months go by in the blink of an eye with no memory of how I spent my time. And I think this is part of why I love the holidays so much. Most of my time around the holidays is spent in preparation of my home being filled with love and laughter, food and lights, comfort and joy. That's why canceling that party was so devastating to me. For me, decorating for Christmas, preparing food, wrapping gifts and planning parties, it never feels like work. It's all done in anticipation of that one day of joy. These small moments of baking cookies and stringing lights are a part of me living my best life. That's what it means for me to live. And I think this is true of any moment that I spend working in anticipation of future joy. Notice that I said working in anticipation of future joy. Not thinking or dreaming or planning, but working in anticipation of future joy. 
I think that's what it means to really live. It's a combination of present and future. To find joy in the moment right now. The joy of the first snow or the twinkle of a Christmas light or a visit from somebody you love. And spending time working in anticipation of future joys. Today, I feel reborn with this knowledge. I'm ready to take on new tasks and I'm ready to do big things because I'm maintaining my own mental health consciously and not allowing myself to sabotage my own dreams and ideas. Today, I'm living my life. So I share this knowledge with you and I hope you use it well. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing, sharing, or leaving a review. While you do that, I will be working towards future joy.